Hello, I'm Mike Browning. Welcome to Let God Speak. Recently, there have been big things happening in the world. Big things are happening. Big things are on the horizon or even bigger things. So what is going on and how do we prepare for the future? As always, God's book is a step ahead. Well, folks, on our panel today, we have Casey Vakirka. Thank you, Casey, for coming. And Stephen Groom. Thank you, Stephen. And we'd like to invite everyone to join with us in prayer before we actually open the scripture. Father in heaven, we thank you that we can come to you in prayer at this moment. And we ask you to lead us as we study this very important subject today. And I pray that we'll all, um, people here and people in their homes watching, will be able to have inspiration as to the message that is necessary for us at this time in history. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Now, the world is full of trouble and confusion. And the question that we need to ask is, does God have a message to get the human race through? Stephen? He certainly does. And to answer that, I'd like to go straight to the Bible in Revelation chapter 14 yes. and verses 6 and 7. And it says, I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting pre- gospel to preach unto those that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. So this is an important point. This message is so important that the messenger is seen as flying in the midst of heaven and he has a message to every person on earth. That's and I'll continue in the next verse. Yes. It says, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that, that made heaven and earth, the sea and the fountains of waters. So this is a solemn message indeed. Isn't it just? It yeah. really is. Um, So this is an angel who gives this message. Is that Mm. what we're seeing here, Casey? Yeah, well, it's interesting. The Bible Mm. uses an angel uh, to describe it. But when you look at the Greek word for angel, it actually just means messenger. So it doesn't have to be an angel. It can actually be anyone. It can be a person. It could be another Mm. being. Mm. Um, But in the context, um, the angel here is is, uh, sharing the everlasting gospel. And we know from the Great Commission, Matthew 28, Mm. um, that the gospel commission was given to people to share with the whole world. So it sort of suggests here that um, this this is a message that's going to be carried uh, by people throughout the whole world. Um, But it's interesting also, there is a bit of an element with the angel that we can learn from um, because... It says here the angel is depicted as flying in the midst of heaven. Mm. And if you think of a messenger but who's in like the middle of heaven, mm. it's kind of encouraging those who hear to look up, to look above what's happening Good, on I this like earth yeah. mm. to what's happening in, in this case, the spiritual realm. Yeah. That's the, the point of this Good message. Man. Thank you for that, Casey. Mm. I, I, I really like that. And it's a beautiful symbol, an angel, isn't it? Mm. Take note. It's an angel. I get that. All right. So... Let's look at this um, message that's here. Um, Stephen, what are the major points? Just give me the first major point as you see it. Okay, so the everlasting gospel. 
this um, gospel, it hasn't changed. So from Genesis 3.15, when the announcement was made, um, salvation comes through Jesus and Jesus alone. Yeah. This in also includes uh, where it says um, the time of his that judgment has come. So this must be an investigative judgment um, because it's before the executive judgment or before Jesus comes. So yeah. it's happening right now. Okay. And um, this is the reason why we should fear God and give glory to him, because our response decides our um, our end. It's a serious call, isn't it? It is. It is. Mm -hmm. yeah. no, thank you for that. And of course, the call to, call to worship God as the creator. Yes. Uh, in a world that thinks that we made ourselves. Well, the, the words there, worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and, and the fountains of waters, is actually... Um, a quote, seven of those words are a quote from the Septuagint of the fourth commandment in Revelation, okay. sorry, Exodus chapter 20. Yeah, no, good. So it's right out of the Sabbath commandment. Yes. Mm. That's what you're saying there. Yeah. Now, the message goes on. That was the first message, but it goes on, doesn't it, Casey? And um, what else does it say? It does. Yeah, certainly um, in Revelation 14, verse 8, it talks about Babylon being fallen. Um, and it's like the, it says the great city because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of fornication. Babylon here is simply representing all false religions yeah. um, who have gone away from God's ideal. And um, yeah, just the, the stronghold of Satan's power in the world. And it's it's highlighting to everyone. Take note. This this part of um, the world is is not a good place. No, to be and in. it's fallen. That's really yeah. interesting, isn't it? And there's another part to that message too, there, Stephen. Yes, the, the, the finally the third the third angel's message um, in verse nine and ten, and this is the most powerful warning in all of Scripture against yeah. receiving the mark of the beast mm -hmm. on the forehead. The forehead denotes um, those who willingly choose to worship, and on the hand, the hand represents work or. They, they do it just out of convenience so mm. that they can escape the mandates because yeah. we, we will see that they will be, um, yeah. those who refuse this mark will be banned from buying and selling. Okay, so that's really interesting, isn't it? So these are very powerful messages. There's hope there mm. and there's warning there, isn't there? There's, there's both of those things. So it's one thing to hear a message. It's another thing to know, well, what do I do about it? What do I do about it, Casey? Mm. Very good question. You know, we're given some counsel as usual in the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, if we have a look over at First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verses 4 to 6, we find some very, very important counsel here for us to consider in relation to this. Um, verse 4 says, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. So there's a few things here, but um, first one there is, you know, take watch, be alert, be spiritually on guard for what's happening around you. Yeah. Um, because Jesus warned about lots of things that were going to be dangerous for spiritually for us. So if we're not alert to that, could get swept away with it. Mm -hmm. So that watching is a spiritual watching. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Very not much. A, not a physical sleep like we do every night. Yes. No, That's no, okay. this isn't just not, That's this correct. isn't a nap. <laughs> a spiritual nap. Um, yeah. What does Paul mean there in chapter five, verse four, um, Stephen, this day shall overtake you as a thief. Well, it, yes, it, it talks about the thief in that, 
if a thief breaks into your house, he surprises you, doesn't mm. he? So don't let it take you by surprise. And the whole world will be surprised except for God's people. Why is that? Because the world at large does not have the Holy Spirit. How do we get the Holy Spirit? When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, Jesus will send you the Holy Spirit. And it mm. says in John chapter 16, verse 13, that when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. So through this guiding into all truth, you'll be able to escape the false religions or Babylon, which was mentioned in the second angel's message. Yeah. And secondly, he will declare unto you things to come. So God doesn't do anything without anything major, like his coming back, without first telling his people mm. and to prepare for that. Yes, and I'm really glad that he does that. That's really encouraging. So the call is to remain close to Jesus so mm. that you can be aware and you can be close to him at this time and escape. And it doesn't take you, overtake yes. you like a thief. In other yes. words, totally unexpected. Now, this brings me to something that's happened, Casey, the last couple of years here. Yeah. Um, we've just had a COVID crisis in the world, the whole world, which is incredible. Um, didn't that come as unexpectedly as a thief in the night? Absolutely. I think most people did not see it coming. No, um, I don't think we certainly did. Certainly we didn't imagine ourselves being, you know, locked down, having all these restrictions, not able to do certain things, mm. people getting sick and there's all problems with that. Um, one thing I remember being just totally blown away was that within a matter of days, all of the planes in the world were grounded. Yeah. And you think, how can the world just change so fast? Yes. It's, it was a real, I guess, eye-opening thing to yes, experience and, that. And it should, we should not be surprised at anything yeah. that happens after that, when we saw all that, that happened over that. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I, I see a lot of correlation between um, the, the mandates that happened over this COVID affair and the mandates that will be given to those who refuse to receive yes. the mark of the beast. Absolutely right. They'll be forbidden from buying and selling, first of all, then the death decree will go out. Pretty simple and straightforward, isn't it? And you can see how it could happen. Hmm. Um, something of a rehearsal, perhaps. Um, okay, so that was a kind of a bit of a wake-up call um, for God's people particularly, and people everywhere for that matter. Stephen, how long does it take for the benefits of a wake-up call to wear off? Well, it can happen slowly or, or quickly, can't it? Hmm. But the thing is, if alarm doesn't wake us up when we see these things happening around it, nothing will. Um, if it doesn't wake us up, no, unless we do something about it also, um, we will go back to sleep. And I'd like to read First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 6, where Paul counsels us or implores with us, therefore let us not sleep as others do. And this, of course, is a spiritual sleep. There's nothing yeah. wrong with sleeping physically at the end of the day. Of <laughs> but let us be um, spiritually awake all the time, discerning truth from error, mm. following God's ways, um, and let us watch and be sober. Yeah. Sober. Take it seriously. Yes. And these are the times when we have to be living like this. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Thank you for that. Mm. Um, I'm right there. Um, so in light of these warnings about staying awake and not going to sleep and so on, um, Casey, how important is it to know truth? What, we, what, what is actually true? How important is that? Yeah, very good question. Um, it's interesting to see what the Bible says about truth and the power of truth. And if we have a look at John chapter 8 and verse 32, 
It says something very powerful. It says, um, Jesus says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And so you say, well, free from what? Well, for a start, it sets you free from lies. Mm. And Jesus told us at the end of time that there'll be a lot of deceptions going around and things that um, will be dangerous to us spiritually. And if we don't discern that, we'll get sucked in with it and then we'll become trapped by those lies. Um, So truth gives you that discernment to... Okay. not get involved in those things. Okay, so and ultimately, Jesus is the truth, isn't he? He says, mm. I am the way, the truth and the life. So anything He's that doesn't source. align yeah. with Jesus and his teachings mm. is error. Okay, mm. that's, that's true. A um, lot of people are claiming to have truth these days, of course. Um, and um, we, um, as we've seen so many things happen the last couple of years. We've become very sceptical about people who say, this is the way it is. And I think probably that's across the board that people feel that way. So how can we be sure about what is true? Now, you said that Jesus is the source of truth. No question yes. about that. But how can we you know, be sure that we as a follower of Jesus are indeed following truth? Yes. Well, Jesus is the ultimate source of truth. He is the word. John 1, the, the word was made flesh and lived amongst us. Yeah. But also we have the written word, which Jesus ab- abode by and which we can and must In John 17, um, verse 17, uh, we are told to, um, in Jesus' prayer, sorry, Mm. Jesus prayed to the Father to sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. So he's praying that we will be led through truth, through the word and follow it. The word of God, the written word, of course. That's what we're talking about. As Jesus followed the word, so we need to. Okay, now some you know that's that's the right and correct, but sometimes it doesn't work as simply as that, does it? Um, take the Sabbath issue for example, mm. and it can be an issue, um, and it, there there can be an issue between Sabbath and Sunday, um, and we know that it matters because it's in the, one of the Ten Commandments and it's part of the creation week story and so on. So there are a lot of reasons why it's important. So um, getting the right day. But even Bible-believing people, right? Um, if I can keep going there, sorry, Stephen. Even Bible-believing people don't agree mm. on, the, on the Sabbath, what day is indeed the, right, the day that God wants us to spend with him, especially. Mm. Isn't that true, Casey? That is true. And, you know, it's very interesting because it's not all about just knowing something in particular. There's, there's more to it than that in terms of knowing the truth from like just an intellectual mm. level. Um, we get an interesting insight from John chapter 7 uh, and verse 17, John seven seventeen. It says, If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak of mine own authority. And the key there is if anyone wills to do his will. Okay. Do his will. So it's basically showing a difference between simply knowing it and mm. actually applying it. If you don't apply it, then you don't really know it fully. Okay. So um, this is a very important thing because when you see uh, examples of when people are, uh, they know about something, but they don't apply it, mm-hmm. then it shows that they are not really fully on board with that. Okay. That okay. Thing. We talk about an unwelcome truth, don't we? Yeah. Because it's challenging and we don't want to go there. And I think that in this, this particular issue um, is in that category mm. for some people. 
and it's so important because it's in the um, John or Jesus was pointing it out in the first angel's message. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Worshiping God as the Creator because it acknowledges that God is the Creator. It's interesting though because um, the fact the fact that um, it's a truth that is challenging mm. makes it quite different from a lot of a lot of other things, and it's important therefore to take it really seriously. I um, mean, we've all probably read things in the Bible and said, "Oh, I wish that wasn't there." <laughs> We've all done that, but we need to say to ourselves, oh, wait a minute, it's there for a reason. It's God's truth. He wants you to know something here. Anyhow, moving along, um, how are people to recognise, and this is for you, Stephen, how are people to recognise who are God's people who are giving the appropriate message, end time message, at the end time? How are people to recognise these people? That, that's a very good point. And... It's simple. Those are three angels' messages go to the whole world through the power of the Holy Spirit so we know it's going to succeed. Mm. They pr produce results. Um, a set of believers are described in Revelation chapter 14. And the definition is given here very clearly. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 12, yes. if you'd like to follow me there. Yeah. Here is the patience of the saints. The term saints uh, means God's people, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. They're an elite class. They follow God. Yep. Um, and the definition is given here of a saint. They who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. The faith of Jesus, they've accepted Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. Mm -hmm. And in their sanctifying um, relationship with Jesus, they keep the commandments of God. And those commandments, we believe, are the Ten Commandments, yeah. not the ceremonial laws. Of course. And um, it's interesting, this comes right at the end of the three angels' messages, those hope and warning package that's there. And, and at the and end it says... it's opposed to the mark of the beast in, in the previous verses. That's it. These so, are the people who say no to the mark of the beast, yes. and that's how you recognise and, and they refuse to keep that even despite the um, mandates that come upon them, and yep. they're defined as keeping the commandments of God. It's good, and that's clear. And, yep. and it's... To me, this is a sort of a little bit, when in terms of recognising this group of people, it's a bit like, should I or should I not eat the apple, you know, in the Garden of Eden? Um, it's a simple test. You know, a child could understand it. And this is the same. This is a test for the whole world, actually. Yes. And a child can pick up what God wants you to do. That's not, you know, rocket science, as they say. <laughs> Anyhow, moving on. How are these three angels' messages here in chapter 14, mm. how are they going to get to the place where they impact the whole world? How's it going to happen? We're only human beings, Casey. How yeah. are we going to do this? Good question. You know, we find a, a clue to this by looking a few chapters over in Revelation at Revelation uh, 18 and verse 1 and 2. Um, and I'll read it just for the context. It says, After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. That's pretty and strong, then isn't it? It goes on, mm. continues there with more details. Mm. But what is interesting here is you can hear that this is echoing what was written in the three angels' messages in Revelation 14. Yes. Um, the second angel's message in particular. And so this is, this is like another um, angel coming and strengthening that 
that message of the second angel. Okay. And when you look there in the first one, it says that the angel comes with great authority and that it illuminates the earth with glory. And when we think about this carefully, if you remember back in Matthew 28, the person who has all authority in heaven and on earth is Jesus Christ Good. himself. Yes. Right? right. So the fact that this message has authority, that has authority because it's been given by Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's that that is what gives it power to reach the world. But also you notice it talks about his glory. Um, it's going in in God's glory as well as his okay. authority. So it okay. has a lot of influence, but it's God's giving the influence. OK, thank people. you for all of that. Now, so this is a fourth angel and he has great authority. Mm. Can you expand on that? Just exactly this great authority that he comes with. Yes. Um, the Greek word there is akousia. Um, and it can be translated either authority or power. My Bible version here, the King James, says power. Mm. And they're closely aligned, so it can mean either of those words, power or authority, depending upon the context of the passage. And you'll find the different versions often change. Mm. Um, the angel that comes down from heaven obviously has the authority from God in heaven. Mm. So um, he's going to have great both of those, power and authority, to give this message. And you know it's going to succeed. So yeah. we know events in the world are going to happen whereby everybody will have to listen to this message and will have to decide. And that's the point, isn't it? It's going to, you, he can't be ignored. He's got no. great authority. Yes. Mm. And it's going to arrest the attention of the whole world. It's amazing. And, and so we must appeal to people who are mm. listening. If you understand this message, we, you know, this is a life and death message. It is. It is. No, thank you for that. Now, Casey, um, this message, the fourth angel here mm. in chapter 18, is adding a new dimension to the three angels' messages of Revelation 14, isn't it? Um, what is he saying? Yeah, definitely. He, when you look down a little bit further in verse 4 of chapter 18, it talks about a call to come out of her. Um, so it's, it's talking about coming out of Babylon, mm. um, lest you share in her sins unless you receive of her plagues. Um, so the call here is is one of urgency that, you know, the, this system, false system of religion has reached such a dire state that it's about to be the time of judgment for it as far okay. as God is concerned. And if you don't separate from it, you'll get caught up in that judgment. Mm. So it's very much a call to make your decision about where you stand in relation to these things and and act accordingly. Okay, uh, it does. That's good. Thank you. Once again, it's a dire warning because everyone associated with this mm. institution will be destroyed. Yeah, so and it just important. shows you, it just proves, doesn't it, that lies matter. That's you know, true. if a thing is not true, it's a lie. Mm. And lies always matter. And that's what this is making plain to me here. Look, according to chapter 18, verse 1 here, it says, the whole earth was illuminated with his glory. Mm. Um, the whole earth. So this is the impact of this. We have yet to see anything like it. Um, what exactly is his glory in brief here for us, Stephen? OK, God's glory is his character, basically. And so um, God's people, through aligning themselves with Jesus, a relationship with him, will become more like Jesus in character. And if we go to Exodus 33, yeah. um, Moses um, had a close relationship with God and he asked God to Show me your glory. That's right. And verse 30, chapter 33 and verse 
um, 18 and 19. Sorry, 18. He said, I, I plead with you, Lord, show me your glory. And later on, if we go to chapter 34 in verse 6, it says, The Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious and long suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. And that was the glory of God, which was his. Yeah, that's a beautiful picture of the God that we worship, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic. Thanks, Stephen. Um, what event most thoroughly demonstrates, if you like, for us, this, the glory of God's character? Mm. Yeah, I would say probably the, the sacrifice of Christ on the cross mm. um, shows it most tremendously, simply because there we saw where God's mercy and his justice was combined and both were supported and vindicated. You know, Christ died to vindicate his law, but he also died to redeem humanity yeah. um, who didn't deserve that. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's one of my favorite aspects of God's character, just the blending of those things all together. Yes. And this one, this is so tremendous. If we have a look in uh, Revelation 5 verse 12, um, you see that um, many of God's creation are so in awe and appreciative of this fact about God. It says, um, uh, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Mm. Um, so yeah, the lamb is very much worthy of glory because of, because of what he did. Yeah, okay, thank you. Now we're running out of time here. Um, Stephen, just briefly reflect for a moment on the three angels' messages. And that point which says, that says, fear God and give glory to him. Um, just expand on that for us very briefly. Okay, so the people of God are to give glory, not just by acknowledging his love and mercy mm -hmm. and going to church and following all the ceremonies, mm -hmm. but they are to live out, demonstrate God's character in their lives. Okay, and that's the big thing, isn't it? Is to live their life mm -hmm. as if to say, what would Jesus do if I, he was in my situation? This is letting your light shine, isn't I it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the call in, in the first angel's message to give God, uh, glory to God. Yeah. And the way it. we live our lives. Um, and very quickly, Casey, mm. how are we to do that? How we, mm. firstly, surrender. We have yeah. to surrender our sinful heart. But mm. then it's really a matter of once we've done that, Mm. Just observe, look to Christ, spend time in the word, um, mm. get to know him, get to know how he works, the principles. Um, it says, by beholding, we become changed. The word tells us that. Yeah, and um, God then will do the changing in our hearts and characters Amen. that will then be revealed through our lives. Amen. Yeah, very good. And finally, an obvious question, Stephen. When should this take place, this change in our lives that we're talking about? We don't have to wait until our deathbed. We can... <laughs> We There's can do it now. Yeah. Now, if you hear his voice, the mm. Bible says, if you hear his voice now, now is the time to change. Mm. Now is the time to accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour mm. and, and be changed yeah, into you, his sir. kingdom, be accepted into his kingdom and receive eternal life. Mm. That's right, because, you know, when we put things off, you know, tomorrow never comes, as we say. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. Very, very true. So now is the time to make our decision for Jesus, mm. as particularly as we see what's happening in the world. Mm. Yes. You know, the world is really in a difficult state, very uncertain. Um, the only certainty we have, in fact, is our Heavenly Father mm. and His Son, Jesus. There's our certainty. All right, we'll have to, to leave, uh, finish there. Thank you so much for your input. Mm. The thought of giving God glory and the way we live, folks, is sensational. What an honour to be like Jesus in a world that has forgotten all about Him. So let us join together and be ablaze for Him. We're glad you could join us today on Let God Speak. 
You can watch this program again or catch up on our website, 3abnaustralia.org.au. You can email us if you like on lgs at 3abnaustralia.org.au. Do join us again. God bless. You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.